Hey everybody, in today's show, we discuss the latest Moonbirds mistake and what it means for the future of that project. We also talk about the recent announcements that Board Ape Yacht Club have from a corporate perspective. They ended up signing a high-level executive from Riot Games, so you love to see it for a AAA gaming studio, which is what Yuga Labs is, to secure more talent from the legacy gaming world. And beyond that, we do an addition of buy, sell, or send it to zero with our very own Easy Eats Bodega. We cover three projects and whether he's buying, selling, or sending them to zero. The show today is sponsored by Segment. Go to segment.io, that's S-E-G-M-I-N-T.io, for a revolutionary new way to interact with your digital assets through their lock and key model. So check out Segment and hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, April 28th, and you have tuned into the NFT Morning Show. If it is your first time tuning in, we run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 15 a.m. Eastern time each and every week where we discuss all things NFTs, crypto, technology, entertainment, gaming, finance, and just about everything in between. I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, funniest man in the business. Love hearing his takes about the NFT space and outside the NFT space. Signal, a coder turned content creator, the host of the Artist Spotlight Vertical at the Nifty. We absolutely love hearing her sophisticated takes and of course her everyday weather reports that we just can't get enough of easy the dog behind bodagos the host of gmgm market talk a rising star in the nft space in general watch out for bodagos soon to hit a blockchain near you kicks the ceo of the crypto raiders gaming studio they just put out cyber stadium at this point what about a month ago kicks we a month into cyber stadium Prize pool looking thick. Yeah. Yeah. 700 people have died. 700 gladiators have died. Like over 70,000 paid out and 200,000, $220,000 still in the prize pool, dude. So it's, Pretty awesome. 100% of the prize pool goes to the players. Uh, Clemente, of course, sporting his new Azuki bean. Very cool. PFP, the producer, the man behind the scenes, would not be able to do the show without Clemente. And, of course, last but not least, we have Bunny. Bunny, your bio just says that you're the number one NFT influencer on Blue Sky. Yeah, have you used Blue Sky yet, Pio? I made an account. Motherfucker, you don't even follow me. Oh, I follow you, dude. I don't think you followed back. I've only logged on once. Is uh, What's going on over at Blue Sky? So it's exactly like Twitter, except there's nobody using it. <laughs> dude, Bunny's low-key the funniest guy ever. I literally saw him make this joke on Twitter, and his post on Blue Sky is like, hey, what's up? Follow me on Twitter. It just, like, tags his handle back. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to cross-pollinate, <laughs> I love it, dude. That's good marketing. Are you getting crazy conversion from Blue Sky to Twitter? Bunny, is it pumping your Twitter numbers? Zero followers, dude. No, tweeted dude, out to zero followers. First of all, the first guy that, that followed me was just like some regular dude, not into NFTs at all. And he followed like he followed like fifty thousand people and he and he had like thirty thousand followers. It's it's a shit show over there. <laughs> Nick, Nick, you come from you cut your teeth in the social media world. What do you make of Blue Sky? It's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, a lot of people are trying to. Um, we've seen mo there's Mastodon Social also, and it's basically like a bunch of people get angry, and they're like, 
I've had enough with this platform. We're going to build another Twitter clone, at, which you can literally just like download the code. Like there, there's to, to create a basic Twitter clone is not all that complicated. And there's like code available just to like kind of churn the whole thing out. Um, it's uh, reality is, it's like you don't get the same network effects. And the problem is, well, to be fair, it's kind of like crypto. You get the the early adopters make a ton of money, and yeah. and and they try and like get everybody else to join. If you get hey, enough, who made Blue Sky? Uh, it's Jack. No, Jack Dorsey. No, Satoshi <laughs> Satoshi Tweetamoto, uh actually created. No, it's Jack it, yeah. Dorsey. The guy Twitter. that made Twitter. He's is just it, running it back. Is it no, actually? Investor in it. I think. Yeah, he sold Twitter to make a new Twitter. No, he's an investor in it. Thing. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what uh, crypto Twitter thinks about it. But I don't know. It's uh, the, the best part about Blue Sky is there's a strong movement from the users of the platform to change. Like we have tweets here. They're just called posts over on Blue Sky, but strong community movement to change it to skeets. <laughs> oh, I like that. I also love Blue Sky, like yeah. Blue Bird, dude. These these like there's like 90 percent overlap here. Like, you know, what's going down? Is it? It's, it's identical. To Buddy, what were you calling them? Skizzies? No, they're skis. <laughs> so wait, real quick. So is it a like political response to Elon Musk? Is that what Blue Sky represents? No, uh, no. Mastodon was more around privacy and uh, data, and I would say that that was a bigger one uh, against it. But, that, you know, that could have been started at any point. I don't know. Like, it now wasn't necessary. The Blue Sky one was, yeah, it was in response to some, there was some action that was taken, and I don't remember what it was. But let's be honest. Like, it's not like they, they, they like, pop like, created it in a week. Like, it took a little bit of effort. Yeah, it took, like, two weeks or something like that. Yeah. And- <laughs> hey, whoever's been naming these these recent social media platforms, fire them they suck at their job mastodon sounds like a dead dinosaur from like ten thousand bc right blue sky laziest name ever like tiktok great fucking name you know what i mean whoever came up with the name tiktok should be naming these new social media platforms no one else what name would you give blue sky kicks i'm not a good namer uh i'd, I'd kick it to bunny we we have a uh, naming. Why, how'd you put me on the spot i don't have a name for this thing bunny's not creative kicks nick go ahead we have a naming agency, and some, I'm not going to name the names that they gave us, uh, but uh, some of the names that they gave us yesterday, I could see as like uh, proper social media sites, um, and they're pretty good along the lines of like a TikTok or something like that. I love that agency. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, it's Friday. It's a it's a loose little Friday here. Nick, how you moving into that apartment, man? You feeling good about the apartment situation? You got your identical setup. You got your heated floors in the bathroom. What's the story there, Nick? It's a nice apartment. Uh, you know, I was I was <laughs> I was thinking this morning. This is the most r- ludicrous thing. So from the shower, you can't see out the window, but if you were to place a mirror against the wall. You could see out the window. And I was like, is it worth the money to put a mirror in the bedroom right in one location so you can get that view from the shower? And part of me feels like, yeah, like may- like maybe that is worth it. I don't know. Like mirrors are all about expanding the rooms outside of looking at yourself. 
you know, those are the two things uh, that did I was, you, Did you catch up on Succession or something? You're all caught up? No, I'm, uh, I'm setting up a queue of Succession right now. <laughs> well, let me tell you, episode five was juicy. Let me tell you, episode five was really something. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kendall, the actor that plays Kendall, I have long felt is the strongest performer on the show, with everyone else being exceptional. But Macaulay Culkin's brother really gave a tour de force uh, acting effort in that episode five. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the show's not about a succession, although it would be fun to do a show all about that. So it's an NFT show. And today we're going to discuss the latest Moonbirds slash proof mistake and what it means for the future of that project. Luca and Pudgy Penguins, their collectible teaser. And last but not least, Coinbase's Brian Armstrong gearing up for a battle against the SEC. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsor. We'd like to take a moment to thank them. Segment. So you've heard us talk about Segment before. Segment is a new cutting-edge NFT platform that is revolutionizing your access to digital assets. With their innovative lock-and-key model, NFT owners can lock their assets in Segment smart contracts to create access keys in the form of ERC-1155 tokens. Those tokens allow more users to share ownership of the underlying asset, making it easier than it's ever been before to unlock liquidity and delegate utility from otherwise illiquid assets. So Segment's been working closely with other NFT projects, other uh, Web3 companies during their alpha testing phase. So you're early on this to build a platform that's not only intuitive and user-friendly, but also it doesn't compromise on security and asset custody. And we know how important that is in this space. This means that you can trust Segment to safeguard your most valuable assets while still giving you that flexibility that we were talking about before to share uh, them with others. So go to Segment.io and sign up for Segment's beta to discover the future of asset sharing in the NFT space. And our listeners who join their Discord right now will receive a special role for being part of the Nifty audience. Uh, so check out the link that's pinned to the top to join their Discord. I'm sure Clemente has it pinned up there, and we'll rock and roll. Uh, anyway, let's get right into the weather report. We got kicks on weather today. Kicks, please take it away. Awesome. Not only will I take it away, I did some thinking on the what I would name a social media platform. A uh, diddle daddle came to my mind and I was like, that's too long. So diddle, that sounds like it's made for pedophiles. So daddle um, is the name that I would make for my social media platform. And let's get right into the weather report. And your dad. Exactly. Friday, the 28th of April, 2023, total market volume looking pretty weak out there. 19.1 million. Blur used to do like eight times that on its own. Blur down 11.7. Open C to 6.1 million. It's like someone just pulled the rug out on liquidity. Looking over at leaders, they're still doing okay. Apes, 51. Mutants, 11. Punks, 53.5. We don't even need volume. They're fine. We don't need it. Azuki, 15.7. He doesn't need volume. It's doing fine. D-Gods, fine, 7.9. Captain, 7.8, fine. Pudgies, could you use some liquidity? Four, okay. Moonbirds, 2.2. No one wants those anymore. <laughs> over the past 24 hours, Moonbirds face FUD again for the ninth time after Diamond Exhibition raffle didn't go to plan after a technical mistake. Holders with multiple passes ended up receiving the same artwork several times. The team responded quickly with a solution and will reshuffle the raffle. Moonbird sold off the news, floor down to 2.2. Oops. Tech ATF X Grailed Puma Slipstream Mint passes have hit the market. 
Holders of the Mint Pass can burn it to redeem digital and physical shoes. Shoe size 44 has the lowest floor of 0.49, but shoe size is 48.5 and 38.5 are selling for over 1.5 ETH. There's got to be some European shoe sizes or something. <laughs> I don't know about that. Grant Young's nifty gateway drop sold out despite being botted, the website crashing, and transactions failing. The 1299 collection sold out, raising almost 400K. That's some cash. And secondary is trading over 2X at $650. Everybody wants a little piece of Grant Young. Lastly, Yuga Lab's new CEO, Danielle Allegre, gave his first ever interview to Bloomberg. Allegre said that they plan to allow other companies to develop products and events for other side. And he also noted that Dookie Dash produced average revenue per user figures that were numbers uh, that I, as a president and chief operating officer of Activision Blizzard, would die for. This guy would have died for those numbers over Activision Blizzard. Speaking of Activision Blizzard, their acquisition by Microsoft got blocked by Europe. So maybe he skedaddled out of there knowing something was going down. Looking over at crypto, Bitcoin 29.4, ETH 1900, Solana 22.484 dollars. Crypto, it's just ranging, but it's not helping NFTs. Back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report as usual. Kick some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. You can sign up at the nifty.com. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong cautions against possible SEC enforcement action, stating it isn't in America's interest and emphasized the exchange's compliance with financial regulations. They've done everything by the book and they're still getting punished. Uh, Bitcoin ordinal inscriptions surpassed the 2 million mark. People still inscribing all the time. And last but not least, Google Cloud collaborates with Polygon Labs to enhance Web3 development to streamline transactions and to provide developers with better management tools on the Polygon ecosystem. Uh, so those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Look, first story we have to discuss Moonbirds having more issues, more mistakes, uh, and as a result, more fear, uncertainty, doubt from the holders and the general NFT audience. So uh, just to give context, after months of planning for the Diamond Exhibition, when it came to the raffling of art pieces to holders, holders of multiple passes that had the same art picks ended up receiving the same piece of art multiple times. So just to make sure everyone understands, most people did not want the same piece of art over and over again, so they ended up selling those, undercutting the floor, causing the value to go down. So then the artists that made those pieces were unhappy. So just everybody's unhappy here. Uh, the solution is going to be a smart contract being written where participants will be able to deposit their art and receive a new piece from the collection. There's also additional rare art that wasn't in the original collections. And some, uh, you know, Moonbirds and Oddities holders will be, uh, or, and some Moonbirds and Oddities NFTs are going to be contributed to the mixer as a, uh, you know, bit of a, an effort to relieve some of this, uh, some of these issues. So, the market reaction is that the Moonbirds floor is down 17%. It's now at 2.3 Ethereum, which is below its mint price in ETH terms and way down in US dollar price because ETH was north of $3,000 when it minted. Uh, I'd love to know what Signal thinks of this. Signal held a Moonbird. Signal's you know familiar with the proof ecosystem. What do you make of this debacle? Uh, I feel sorry for them, man. It's just like, just can't seem to catch a break on some of these drops that they've had. Um, and it sounded like, well, um, 
the uh, Harry from who who does the um, tech side of things uh, said in Discord like that she was going to sort of put a hand up and take accountability of this that it was uh, that they were trying to push to get these airdropped by UK 5 p.m. time um, and it was an event that they thought potentially could happen but didn't think that statistically would happen um, but you know. The good thing is, is that they come out with a solution very, very quickly. They're doing this um, reshuffle whereby uh, this, you can deposit your, so like think of it like a swap. So you can put your art back into this raffle, if you like. There's going to be Moonbirds, Oddities, um, some Grail, like one or two Grail pieces in there, some Beeple work, which the Treasury had uh, bought. And then you'll be able to sort of um, hopefully get a better piece than what you had before if because you obviously have a duplicate. Um, and they're also going to be moving forward using talent. So we know that talent is going to be their new token coming out, uh, an internal token, that is. And I think they'll be moving to a model whereby then Kevin Rose said they don't want to go down this raffle route, but rather than, you know, if you're loyal and you've nested and you have these tokens, that uh, thereby you'll uh, be able to get these grail pieces and these sort of special art pieces without having having to go through a raffle system but going through a token system so the good thing here is that they responded very quickly but obviously day one nesters these guys have been there for 365 days this was the big build-up it was the thing that was mentioned in the presentation uh after you know uh the presentation that just happened earlier this year so this is going to be the big exhibition and it's just you know a real pity for the team that ended up going like this but you know what it hasn't sold up as much as i thought it would it's at 2.2 i thought it would go sub two um but it's holding 2.2 so we could just see it ranging here between 2.2 and 2.5 uh and it might not be as painful for the entire collection great insight nice rebound off that negative 99 technical level um <laughs> signal uh quick question <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick question signal. Uh, I completely forgot. <laughs> nice rebound off of zero. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's down 99%. That's typically where you see the, the best rebounds. Nick, you traded a single Moonbird, if I recall correctly, on the parabolic run up. I think you probably made 10, 20 grand off of that. A profit, yeah. profit. Uh, you bought it like 20 Ethereum and sold it like. 2028 <laughs> sold at like 36 or like some ridiculous number you we're familiar with what's gone down with moonbird since then you're familiar with startups and people raising money and the web 2 world of that what do you make of this it's a bug like the reality is is they had a bug and and i think like dude we've had bugs on our site and you see people get just pissed off about it the reality is what's most difficult the code that's uh, that you really need to test over and over and over again is on-chain code. That's where you need to do a lot of uh, different. Uh, it, well, that's why Ethereum has a test network is so that you can actually do that. Inevitably, though, there's sometimes things that you miss, and for uh, us in our our case, um, we ran into some issues. Um, it, it, this seems like they didn't test a full drop, and. Uh, because to do that is like quite complicated and it requires a lot of money. And the Moonbirds team doesn't have enough money in order to run it on a local node, man. It's pretty easy. Um, um, I, I, that was, that was a joke, but the, um, but no, I mean, kicks dude, I, I'd love to know, like, how would you code this? I don't know how to code dude, but you know, it doesn't seem like rocket science. <laughs> you know I mean? Like make, make, make a art drop to wallets Chat. and, 
chat GPT has already killed all programming jo jobs, according to Business Insider. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to me, it sounds like they were trying to hit a timeline and they kind of rushed it at the finish line. It's never going to end well with Web3 programming Dude, when you're we, trying to rush something to the finish line, you know, and you're like, does doesn't end well. You know, you got to you got to take your time on these things. We ended up, I think, delaying our free NFT platform by like two weeks uh, from what the target was, which yeah. to me is like a reasonable delay on software development. Um, but I think that uh, it's when you're communicating a particular date, then people are like, oh, you changed the date. We did that once. Not oh, ex especially, dude, Nick, when you think about like where Moonbirds is at right now, right? Like they're probably like so wound up and like, trying to deliver and like they already feel like they have so much pressure on them you know what i mean that like they're probably really trying to hit dead because like if they delay by two weeks we were like oh it's a rug like they're, they're the rug or you know this is bullshit you know and so they end up trying to rush something and then it blows up being even worse what i don't understand is so did only day one nesters get to like kind of participate and benefit in this signal they were the first movers so they were the ones who who um got the passes so like, dude, like, so uh, I've, I've been holding like 5,000 of them. It's a good bunch. It's like 5,000 of those holders. And I've been holding for 250 days, but fuck me. Right. If you're not diamond status, then no. Okay. So it's like, don't try and come into business class when you're back in economy uh, kicks. Okay. Don't try and sneak into the I've next. I've been only class. holding for 10 months. <laughs> you know, at least those guys got to go up. I've been holding down only. I could get. <laughs> in front of the line those guys <laughs> didn't sell at the top i didn't have a chance that to is, sell that is bullshit yeah i saw i rode the graph all the way down that's harder that takes more conviction okay i want to hear what clemente was going to say then bunny has his hand raised i'm sure bunny was going to have electric insight clemente what's going on i was just going to say the same thing but yeah it's, it's such a bummer because they took so and and i thought they had done it like I uh, I listened into their their Twitter space two weeks ago where they were talking about diamond nesting and what was coming up, and I was like the way everything was executed, like from a production point of view, the the thread and and the art and the announcements, I was like, damn, okay, they this is it, they're gonna crush this, let's go. I went to their proof party, tequila shots were incredible there, phenomenal uh, Bushwick tequila, <laughs> but it's just the finish line, the last execution. It's such a bummer that they couldn't get it across because people were so excited and and this just is another another hiccup that they ran into so it's a it's really a bummer to see it's a tough one bunny uh you have your hand raised what's going on yeah completely unrelated po uh coindesk uh broke this like uh almost 30 minutes ago it looks like mike sievers the former uh evp of epic games is going to join yuga as the chief technology officer on may 22nd he was the cto of riot before that so he's been behind like league of legends valorant fortnite okay a pretty big deal damn i mean damn i mean that is uh i mean that's another key hire by yuga Labs. so and the, so they have the former coo of activision if i'm getting that right am i right about that former coo of yeah. activision and, and president as well and president so huge name he goes to yuga now they got the former cto of Epic Games, Riot Games specifically. I, I used to live in LA and Riot Games. He was the he was the he was the uh, executive vice president at Riot I, at Epic, and he was the CTO at Riot. Well, there you go. I mean, Kicks, what do you think of this man? 
That's a big resume, dude. I mean, Riot Games is like the big studio on campus. Of course, they have League of Legends, massively popular. They're bigger than Dota in that genre. Valorant, biggest first-person shooter, like right, like competitive first-person shooter. They like are the only studio that innovated on top of uh, Counter Strike Go for like twenty years, knocked that out of the park. Auto Chess, they got Team Fight Tactics, best in the business. These guys are the best in the business. So if this guy. This guy wasn't and wasn't there at the heyday. Like this guy was on the way up. He was at Riot from like 2014 to 2020. So uh, this this is a big shooter, big deal. Is heavy metal pumping as a result? Let me see this. I gotta think. Maybe uh, Nick, what do you make of this hire? Is this uh, crazy bullish for Yuga Labs? Uh, well, it's good that they're hiring people. You know, uh, many tech companies are firing people. So. Usually the way that I interpret this is when people hire quality talent, that's, uh, that's generally good news. Firing quality talent is bad news. So uh, when uh, that said, the stock market loves when you fire people. So if you're, if you're firing a large quantity of people, that's a good thing. In private markets, pre-IPO, uh, pre you're generally not uh, looking for firings to take place. It happens. You know, you have to navigate volatile markets. In this case, this is generally bullish uh, when we see a gaming company uh, recruit successfully a major executive. And so I think from uh, that standpoint, big move. Well, thank you for that insight, Nick. That was phenomenal. Uh, I do actually, I mean, like my perspective is they are just collecting people as Sam Parr, uh, for all you growth hackers out there, sa says uh, you have to collect people and they are collecting some pretty good people over there at Yuga Labs that come from the gaming world. So I, I guess keep fading uh, Yuga Labs as a, a gaming company, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Clemente, it looked like you just pulled up something that was Cool Cats related that had to do with hiring and firing or something, right? Yeah, Extreme Tom, I believe, I don't know if it was yesterday or, or the day before, announced that they are uh, leaving, will no longer be involved in the daily operations of Cool Cats. And they cited that under the new leadership of our CEO, Steven, Cool Cats is focused on developing the IP and story with tech-heavy partners like Animoca and Futureverse. This has allowed me the opportunity to step into an advisory role. So they're essentially moving on. And I think most if not all of, of the day one founders of Cool Cats are, are pretty much gone under the, the new CEO. Hold on one second. So as you were saying that I just pulled up Cool Cats, Nick, do not pull up Cool Cats. What is the floor price on a Cool Cat right now, Nick? Uh, I'm going to go with 1.8. Okay. Easy. What wow. Is it? Come on now. Oh, it's 0. 0. 0.9. It's, 0. 0.9. It's 0. 0.82. Okay. So I was a little lower than that. Yeah. <laughs> I had just saw. I looked at this before this announcement, and it was right around that point eight five eight six area. So I was hoping maybe we caught a little bit of a relief rally off this news, seeing that they're going to go a different direction. But clearly, they're just selling off even more. Dude, you're going to have a company like us with single digit millions flip cool cats. That's going to be that's going to be a day that we're going to uh, we're going to pop a bottle of champagne, even though Nick doesn't drink. You know. Oh, we're going to make them on this one. Come on now. We're celebrating. Join on a stream. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on that More importantly, it's, uh, it's all, all the Cool Cats employees are always like, hey, and they're like, yo, we didn't get acquired. And I'm like, you did. And they're like, uh, they're like, well, that news that came out, it didn't say acquisition. It talked about a partnership. And I'm like, yeah, 
by the same person that controls both organizations <laughs> facilitated a partnership within your thing. But yeah, it's not an acquisition. I'm sorry. Instead, it's a disastrous uh, uh, private equity style um, like rip out the insides <laughs> of a company. You literally gut the company. <laughs> just gut them and hey, demoralize hey, them. They got a blimp in the in the Macy's Thanksgiving parade this year. Do they really? What? Yeah, that was part of his post. Coming up? Yeah, this Thanksgiving. Wow, I'm looking they forward to that. It this in November. Yeah, yeah, I think there was early. a poll, right, between a couple NFT communities. I think they won. Okay. Well, I wonder what the floor price will be then in November. Uh, Point four. That, that is a gnarly capitulation. So right now the floor... Gnarly. 1500 US dollars for one cool cat at the peak. I want to say $40,000 floor on cool cats. I want to say something like it was 10 ETH. They broke 10 ETH at uh, at three or $4,000 ETH. That's pretty crazy. That's insane. Um, wow. Is I mean, look, these 2021 collections that just came out early and had good art and people liked the quote unquote vibes. Um, you know, the people that ran these things you know, they had a lot of money and they didn't, I mean, they didn't deploy it in a way that led to price appreciation for the NFT assets. Cooltopia, for example, the uh, in-person event that happened at, I want to say NFT NYC, two NFT NYCs ago, looked incredible, right? But I think it cost millions of dollars. And we know that in real life events, unless your name is Azuki, uh, don't really convert to price appreciation of the digital assets. or I mean, they can't be the only thing. You can't just do one event in a year and expect it to pump the, the price of the digital asset. Is Doodles going to go the way of Cool Cats? Yeah? Easy? Mm. I think they go faster, to be honest. Like, I genuinely like don't know how they bounce back at this point. I'm okay. like looking at it. I mean, dude, what? think about it. You think that they can flip, they can ride the ship here? Nick, how much does a doodle cost in U.S. dollars uh, right now? I just checked. I had no idea. How much do you think it costs for a doodle right now, U.S. dollars? Four grand. 4500 bucks. Okay. I mean, that's a decent amount of money. I'd say so. But what were you going to say in response to Easy? I think it's more, you know, it's just crazy to observe. I, the reality is, is that Cool Cats, I don't think the owner of Cool Cats gives a shit about NFT holders. And I, I think that... Ken Cron? Um, yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like instead it was like, wow, you guys made revenue. Like and objectively speaking, that is the correct way to, from, from a like business standpoint, if you're going to just... You know, like, uh, like Ken Ken Cron, Web One AOL business savage, sixty year old, like you know, succession type guy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, am I wrong? Like he he's probably worth a lot of money. But uh, like he was an executive at AOL. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, but, but yes, he's one of the characters in the cast. Okay, he's not he's not in the billionaire's family, but uh, and he's not a billionaire. But the uh, uh, the the biggest thing I would say is like what we talked to uh, one of our investors and he was like, oh, you guys sell art. And he like told it and, and he there, it was like just kind of disrespectful to like any NFT community if they like, like had heard that conversation. And we, but, and like, we were like, it's, it's, but Nick, remember, we were yeah, like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. <laughs> it's not that. Yeah. 
and and uh, hilariously, like t- as far as he was concerned from the financials, he was a hundred percent accurate. Like it doesn't matter. Like the the quote community does not show up as an asset on the books. It doesn't show up as anything. Basically, you could uh, so it, because it does not show up in the financials. Then from their mindset, it has nothing to fucking do with the business. Basically, like it really like you could talk about like brand value and stuff like that like apple's brand does not show up on the books but it's worth a ton but inevitably the question is like if if you were to remove all of the innards of apple with the apple brand it would have some value but basically there would be nostalgic value associated with it but as far as cool cats is worth right now in the broader market and you were to put a price on what is the value of the brand of cool cats I'd I'd maybe put it at like a couple million bucks if you're being like generous, and uh, and so that that's what that's worth. Um, well, I mean, so here's the thing: it's still up forty x from mint. That's what? like, uh, I mean, these things they couldn't they didn't mint out at point zero eight, and they like cut the they cut the mint to like point zero two or point zero four or something like that. Like, why did these things even run up to fourteen ETH? You know what I mean? Like. It, you know, like you can't, you can't look at these. It like was the milk numbers. video from Farouk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude, like I bought these things at 0.4 and sold them at like 0.7, like two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, like why did these run up to like 14 ETH? What was cool cats? Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make some of these numbers just in 2021, 2022 didn't even make sense. Why was a cool cat worth $75,000 a pop or like whatever it got? At the top, it just didn't it didn't make any sense. At at these numbers, it starts to make sense. It's still a thousand dollars for a picture of a cool cat. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, I just what, are you, to- what are you getting with your cool cat? Like at the end of the day, we kind of have to get you know. As now at, we're at the bottoms, open season at a twenty month low in volume. I think we kind of have to like reset our you know expectations. You know, it's still up a forty x from from mint. You know, if you bought it at ten ETH, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I was going to say someone corrected me on the uh, balance sheet. You're correct. Larger brands do show up on the balance sheet as intangible assets or goodwill. It it could be goodwill. It could be trademarks, patents, other things like that. It does show up. That said, when you're a small company, that number is going to be close to zero. And like uh, you, you can... And inevitably, if you're if you're a small business entity and you're putting a large number on your balance sheet for intangible assets. Uh, it's, it's a little sketchy, um, but you can definitely do that. Russ, also, yeah, well, Russ saying, oh, sorry, single, go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say that you also need to benchmark Cool Cats against what the projects today are doing, like Pudgy Penguins, like Beans, like Utes, all, all of these projects, because they had, so Cool Cats had uh, first mover advantage, World of Women, uh, Board 8 Yacht Club, a lot of the 2021 projects had first mover advantage. And we're seeing that a very, very, very small proportion of those projects released in that year are actually able to execute and grow and expand and bring products and services to market that people actually want. Very few have done that. The only one I can think of off the top of my head right now is Board Ape Yacht Club, who have done that the most successfully. So like when you're looking at projects like Cool Cats and you're looking at the valuation, I even think 0.8 might be even too high just because you're. if you look at what projects like Capsons are doing, Pudgies, they just don't seem to be moving in that direction nor being able to capture the attention and momentum of what the market wants at the moment. And if they're not going to do that now with the new leadership 
like it makes it very difficult even to value it at point A. I would see these bleeding more if they're not able just to sort of uh, move into the strategies and the tactics of what moves the needle on NFT projects. And that doesn't necessarily mean the floor, but it definitely it definitely means move the needle in attention and people wanting to hold that asset because they believe at some point in the future it will pay off. I don't think Cool Cats is doing that. And I think there are a lot of projects in 2021 who are not doing that as well despite their treasury and their teams and their list of contacts. I mean, the company is going to be fully gutted. I, I just don't understand why they didn't do that like fast and why they're like dragging it out. Like that, that's the one thing. The execution here is a, is a little bit of a fumble and I, and actually not a little bit, a lot of a fumble. The only reason I could see that is that you want to bring the executive team on to like keep executing on the business. But you got to be like the sharkiest of sharks if you're going to like force someone, like you're essentially trying to like force someone to stay on after you've like diminished all of their equity position. And then you're basically saying, look, you have no upside, but I'm going to throw money in your face for a period of time, a moderate amount, not an extreme amount, uh, so that you keep doing your fucking job. Okay. And I think like that, like ha- th- this guy, Ken Cron, is uh, a little bit of a wild card. You know, it, it, he, just because you are an executive uh, at any company doesn't mean that you're like, uh, uh, it, like it usually is aligned with, you'll see a lot of uh, sort of entitlement that goes alongside that from many executives um, at companies that are even like flailing. And, it, and it's like, because they have so much pride in the position that they have. I'm sure if you interviewed other people uh, that worked with Ken Cron, some of them would be like, oh, that guy. Like, like he's a character, you know, and I, I, I think that from that standpoint and, and my interpretation of him is he is quite a character from what I heard. He was basically going around saying, I've acquired all of Cool Cat's uh, assets, basically, or I have full control over the company. Uh, I'm acquiring it. So he told he, he told this whole narrative, essentially, with it. Um, so I, I'm interested to see uh, what what ends up. Um, happening here. That said, like they're doing traditional uh, intellectual property plays. And I think from that standpoint, they're poised to potentially do well. It's just not clear how that's reflected in, um, in the floor price. And I think what happens is when you kill the community, you kill the excitement and a large portion of what drives NFT floor prices really is uh, uh, community um, uh, enthusiasm about the project. And if you kill that, inevitably it kills the floor price. And so it doesn't necessarily reflect what could be going on in the traditional business world, which could be them with this Macy's Day parade. There wasn't a board ape in it last year. Like the, there, there was no Yuga asset that was sitting in the Macy's Day parade. And I think from that standpoint, you know, Cool Cats has the cute character, uh, they, they can compete with, um, pudgy theoretically. I just think that pudgy is doing a lot better execution. And I think that, um, you know, Luca knows how to drive the sort of web three communication narrative side of things. It gets people excited and cool cats is doing a disastrous job at that. And that's why the floor price is reflected. Doodles is another example of that. They could bring in traditional business people that would drive immense value on the IP side of things, potentially. Like you still got to like 
build a game or build toys or do whatever it is, basically. And we're going to end up with a bunch of toy companies. Cool. Well, what does that mean for the value of the NFT? We have no idea. And the reality is, is they're not doing things that drive, quote, Web3 narrative value. I look at D-Gods. I look at um, Pudgy Penguins. I look at even Yuga from that standpoint. And they're all doing things on uh, on that front. So I, I think all these things have potential, though. I thought that was a fantastic analysis of you know all these things. I think the thing that sticks out to me is like uh, there was every opportunity for Cool Cats to do toys. They've been around for like two years. At some point, I do have to point out maybe a lack of sense of urgency, especially when you have you know a lot of resources. I think about Gutter Cat Gang, for example. Uh, Nick, what do you think the floor price is of Gutter Cat Gang right now? Uh, remember when I bought that at one ETH and, and then I sold it for 0.9. So let's say I'm going to, these go, look cheap. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Okay. 0. 0.6. 0. 0.88, which is higher than that. But regardless, another yeah, sold at 0.9. Basically. Didn't these touch 10 or like they were really close to 10. It was pretty high. Well, uh, our, head of I, our head of IP to bunny stated that they would go to 20. <laughs> so he actually has a viral I was clip. Asked for an, uh, a wild prediction. Easy. <laughs> People don't forget. People don't forget. <laughs> yep, that's right, Bunny. Uh, I mean, look, yeah, at some point I do have to ask whether, you know, it's that comparison that I've made before. It's like, okay, startups fail all the time. But in New York, if you work at a startup that's venture funded, there's an office and people go to work every day. So whether or not they're executing at an elite level, they're in the office, they're having meetings, they're they're doing a job, they're hiring people that do like a job. And a lot of times in this crypto space, I just don't see that. I don't see the same level of um, urgency, professionalism, structure that when you go and interview with a startup company in New York that you get because it's an actual legit company with an office that people go into every day. Um, or most days. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, we're going to move on to buy, sell, or send it to zero with our very own Easy Eats Bodega, everyone's favorite segment in just a second. Everyone's favorite segment? I think a lot of people like it. You don't... <laughs> clearly, it's not yours. We, we ran a wow. poll and this is the best segment, uh, especially when Nick is not here. And I was like, wow, that's really... That's, that's aggressive. Wow. I mean, Nick, what's your favorite segment if it's not buy, sell, or send it to zero? I mean, you know, it's anyone where I'm talking. <laughs> well, you talk in this segment. You talk in it. It's not buy, sell, or send it to zero with Nick O'Neill. So, so maybe that's where the um, the resistance Wait, is coming from. Team. <laughs> Imagine if we call it buy, sell, or send it to zero with Nick O'Neill. He's just going to be like, what the hell? Zero! <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, one quick shout out to our sponsor segment. You've heard me talk about them before. If you're ready to take your NFT game to the next level, then segment is the spot for you, the platform for you. Segment revolutionizes the way you interact with your digital assets through their lock and key model. So NFT owners can now unlock the full potential of their assets by sharing ownership with other users through ERC-1155 tokens. So what this means is that you can collab, you can build communities, and you can even communicate. You can chat with the new owners of your NFTs, creating a whole new level of engagement and excitement. Don't And don't worry if you're new to NFTs, Segment's platform is designed to be ultra-user-friendly 
Everyone should easily be able to navigate and interact with their NFTs. So whether you're an OG or you're just starting out, Segment's got you covered. If you go to segment.io and you sign up for Segment's beta to discover, uh, you know, the, you'll, you'll discover the future of NFT asset sharing. Uh, all listeners listening right now that join their Discord, I'm sure Clemente has it pinned to the top with the link will receive a special role for being part of the Nifty's audience. So check out Segment, segment.io, click on our link. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have everybody's favorite segment, unless your name is Nick O'Neill. Buy, sell, or send it to zero with our very own Easy Eats Bodega, day trader extraordinaire. I just bought one. No, you don't. Please sell it. Oh, no. Zero. Send it to zero, Easy. This thing is garbage. What? Ladies and gentlemen, buy, sell, or send it to zero with our very own Easy Eats Bodega. We are going to present three NFT collections along with their current floor prices. And Easy is going to let us know if he's buying, selling, or sending to zero. Of course, we will consult our other panelists, including the one and only Nifty Nick, and make sure that we get everybody's opinions on these three collections. Easy, are you ready for buy, sell, or send it to zero? I've never been more ready. Let's go. Ever. First first collection, Artifact Animus Egg at 0.54 Ethereum. Its price has now decoupled from Clonex. It's been holding steady over the past 30 days, while Clonex is actually down 11%. The speculation on Twitter is now that Season 1 forging has been completed and the focus is going to shift to the Animus Eggs. And a Murakami Animus is the cover of the Artifact Special Event, which is apparently occurring this Sunday. Easy. Buy, sell, or send it to zero at 0.54 ETH. Oh, I think I'm a buyer of these at 0.54. Wow. Yeah, so Clonex has kind of started shifting a little bit of the marketing narrative. They clearly have a plan for these. They did cut that supply based on the total number that they were going to drop. And with the event on Sunday, I think that this is their opportunity to really kind of separate themselves from the IRL forging event and actually give something into this like avatar ecosystem. Uh, it could completely flop, but I think at 0.54, I think it's good opportunity for a 50 60 percent run up like we don't know it's just an irl event that's focused on this i just saw those lost in launched in november dude that's a that's a long reveal for those little <laughs> yeah. eggies yeah but those eggies gonna pop how I'm, long does it take a chicken to pop an egg three months <laughs> I think less. I don't think it's that long. Yeah. <laughs> Kicks, you've been in and out of the artifact Clonex ecosystem many times. I think dating back to Ferocious Shoes on Nifty Gateway. Uh, oh, what yeah. what do you make of this one? Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't I don't know, man. They got a, they got a lot of different. If these things reveal and they're cool, you know, I I, I think you could see like a pump on the reveal. But when are they going to reveal? You know what I mean? Um. Maybe there's some news about it on Sunday. I mean, you are buying it. If you buy it right now, you're buying it at the, you know, pretty close to the all-time lows. So I guess that's kind of, you know, by the by the dip-ish. But I just don't know enough to to make a play. You know what I mean? Like, if if you hold these and they don't reveal for another three months, like I don't I don't see how they would go up. But as Easy said, it may be uh, if they like tease it out on Sunday. I don't even know what they're doing on Sunday. Maybe that's bullish, but eh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so is there, are they selling more? Is that what I'm reading here in these notes? Is there a public sale? Clemente, I don't know if you can weigh in on that or if Easy knows. I, I believe they canceled. So it was supposed to be it was uh, supposed a, to. a 40K supply. So it's supposed to be uh, half of the supply goes uh, is a free claim for uh, Clonex holders, and then they were going to do a public sale. But I believe because of market conditions and, and 
They didn't believe that it would bode well for the price. I don't know if they're doing the public sale anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, that- a lot of flood, a lot of flood, <laughs> like a lot. They were just straight up like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, this is ridiculous. Don't do this. And uh, then they were like, all right, we will. And only released the initial batch, but it looks like they're not releasing more. Wow. Well, that would have been a big extraction thing. Uh, Nick O'Neill, buy, seller, send it to zero with Nick O'Neill. Are you a buyer, seller, or are you sending artifact animus egg to zero at 0.54 ETH? I don't even know what the hell these things are. <laughs> like, dude, I'm so out of that ecosystem. Uh, outside of, I just want my shoes, man. Like, why don't they just cut the whole, the, like, all this nonsense with bullshit NFTs that they're creating? Like, pause that for a moment. The the being di- digital and physical is actually way too complicated for for my little brain. Basically, like, I think it, it if I can go buy a shoe that's upcoming that looks like hot, and I can get that as an NFT, to me, that's cool. I'd like to just keep it as simple as that. Anything else associated with this to me is like just way too complicated and it, and it's completely unnecessary because they could probably be just selling six shoes for thousands of dollars and make a, a killing uh, at that particular. They could probably make a billion dollars a year just building that portion of the business. There's all this other shit going on with it that I just have no idea what the hell the deal is. I'd sell the PFPs, burn them, like get rid of the PFPs. The whole clone X thing is a scam. Just focus on, you know, uh, just focus on this one thing. It's it's like the days of, look, we've our our focus is how do how do you remain non dilutive, and and instead a lot of these projects, it's like they look at the thing which is like, oh, I can just generate more revenue, and clone X is one of those people. I think conversely, they have a really talented team that can build sick shit. Why not just focus on that? Well, like, they were acquired I, by Nike. So yeah, I'd say they have a pretty decent team, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I just think that... Um, that thing looks cooler than a Coda, kind of. Is that a Coda? What's the big guy. What's the big guy? I want the big guy. What's that big tank-looking guy wearing the armor? So I look, think the big tank-looking guy is the is the Animus. Okay. Well, okay, who's the small guy? Is that... Is a, Exactly. <laughs> You're finally piecing it all together. Yeah. So, so ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you're just listening, we pulled up a quick video of the uh, Clonex or Artifact Twitter account showing quote-unquote Project Animus. I also want to know what an electric uh, segment this would be if it was buy, sell, or send it to zero with Nick O'Neill. We asked him about this collection. The first thing he said is, I don't know anything about this bullshit. So uh, I think that's what the audience wants to hear. Before we move on, we got to go to our resident fashionista, Signal Look and Fly. <laughs> I like Nick's opinion. He just like, oh, send it to zero, which is pretty much where everything's going anyway. So in the end, he's going to be right. Just need to give him another 18 months, maybe. No, uh, on this, you know what? I have, I have a bit of PTSD with uh, Clonex and their boxes, like the monoliths and monolith two. And then now you have this egg and I'm just like, it's like, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box, what's man? <laughs> it's uh, That's how I feel about Animus. I just don't feel excited at all. I think that one of the monoliths had a coupon in it. I mean, you give someone a box and they got a coupon. I'm just not excited. So uh, that's my biggest thing. It's just, it's a bit 
the, the fizz isn't there. So for me, it's a sell. Uh, I'd rather put that 0.5 somewhere else. That's a sell from Signal. Uh, well, and, and that's a buy call, though, officially from Easy for this segment. So you got to buy from Easy at 0.54 ETH. Sounds a little bit selly all around from everybody else. Second collection, Ravendale. At 0.95 ETH, 928 supply, small supply. It gives holders allow us for the anticipated Waltz Vault drop, which is also a Coal World collection. Uh, it's up 88% over the last 24 hours. It actually peaked at 1.2 Ethereum before pulling back to 0.95 Ethereum. I saw Bunny tweeting about it. Easy, before you even give us the call, what's the story with this? Yeah, so Walt's Vault, like if you notice, like the ETH side of things has actually been somewhat quiet, like uh, oh, yeah. NFT-wise. Yeah. For sure. So like this is probably one of the most anticipated drops over the last month and a half. And I think people just want something to get excited about. Like, yeah. Rubber, rubber hose rubber hose art to the maximum here. Yeah. So it does remind me of like cellmates with the black and white aspect. Yeah. But more of like the Steamboat, Willie, Mickey Mouse, historic kind of play. But they've got a ton of animations. All the PFPs are animated as well in a walking motion. So we've seen some success with that with the Invisible Friends. We've seen some pushback on that with uh, Iron Paw Gang. There's a lot of like clandestors have absolutely crushed it. So it's back and forth on that side. But I think because of the lack of interest right now on ETH NFTs, something like this can get people excited. Um, the tough part for me, though, is Walt's Vault at 1.2. And then having to mint this sub 0.1, you're basically anticipating that... You're gonna get an oh no, over one and a half ETH for the two assets. So I would be selling Ravendale here, and honestly, probably buying a Waltz Vault right before sellout, um, so, just to play the initial pump. So that's a sell call from Easy. Speaking of sells, uh, Easy brought up Cellmates, which I think was an apt comparison because it is also rubber hose art. When Cellmates came out, it was trading very high. It traded, I think, as high as 0.9, maybe even broke one ETH. Is that is that right, Easy? I think it, it broke an ETH. It broke yeah. an ETH. And it yeah. was very briefly, I believe it was like 1.02, 1.03. It's an art. And people were like, Macbeth's, Macbeth is a great artist. He's a great artist. And it's like, cool. This is a very high supply, uh, you know, collection for an artist. And it's a PFP collection that's pure play art. What do you think the floor on cellmates is right now? 0. 0.18. 0. 0.06. Damn, way lower. The difference here with this Waltz Vault, though, is like it's a much smaller supply. It's a 4K supply, so that helps. And the first thing they set out the gate is we're going to make this even lower, like deflationary across the board. So if they would do the marketing right, I think you could find a profitable opportunity. But for whatever reason, though, I just think Ravendale is like – where it's, it's just all the speculation. And this is like a decent example of like what can happen. Because Cellmates had a ton of hype and speculation on it, but it's like, it's an attention economy. And if you just struggle at all in that capacity, it becomes more difficult. Well, when you sell 7,000 NFTs, you are like a startup at that point, right? Because yeah, like, if you're an artist, you can just sell like one of ones, right? It would take you a long time to sell 7,000 one of ones. Sell open editions. Like there's ways to do it where you can get exposure. And I think like, do you have all these assets? Theoretically, you could have done one of ones for them, you know, like instead and created like, there's different ways I think that it could have been done from like a market standpoint. What do I know? I'm not an artist. Uh, yeah. So that's a, an official sell call from easy bunny. I saw you tweeting about this. Are you buying, selling or sending it to zero? Thanks, man. You skipped me on the first round. 
Uh, I would actually, I would actually buy this. I think we could see it get back to like the one point. I would be selling it before uh, Sunday, though, uh, if I bought it here. I think we can get back to where it was. Was that a buy and a sell call in the same in the no, same I'm buy, call? I'm buying. What I'm saying is, I would be dumping it before Walt's vault minted on Sunday. Okay, and I, you're right. I did skip you. My apologies, Bunny. For the artifact animus egg, just to circle back, are you buying, selling, or setting that one to zero? Oh, I'm selling it. It's ran up from like 24 uh, to like 0.55 or wherever it is now. Um, who knows when these things are going to reveal? Uh, and then they're going to dump on reveal. To be honest, it's probably going to zero. We should just say send it to zero for all of them. Maybe Nick's on to something. <laughs> there you go, Bunny. Uh, anyone else have any comments on Ravendale? I think that this is a collection that's relatively new. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have like an encyclopedia level knowledge on this one. Anyone else on the panel on Ravendale kicks? Do you know anything about this one? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know anything about this other than uh, good old Bert, our uh, our boy uh, Bert. Uh, hit me up about it when I was on the bachelor party said it was a good buy 0.4. So that was an awesome trade up to 1.2. Yeah. I think it's just once, once something gets to one ETH, you know, you need a lot of, you need a lot of rocket fuel in that engine to send that thing, you know, above there. Right. Like, you know, you got to get to two ETH for a two X. I, I liked it a lot better when you're buying it or 0.2 or 0.4 and getting that, that big gainer out of it. Um, it's just hard to make money on NFTs after they go past one ETH. It just really is. In like, this market, damn straight it is. Um, yeah. That's for sure. All right, well, moving on to the final collection, Chimpers at 0.6 ETH. This is a 5,555 piece collection. Uh, it's effective 10,000 like equivalent market cap would be 0.33 ETH. Uh, while Beans and Pudgy Penguins are in the limelight for their social media growth, Chimpers is actually having similar growth. Uh, they had their fifth highest watched video last week. Have over three million views. Clemente, what what platform is that on? Instagram. It's on Instagram. Wow! So they're crushing it on Instagram. They have two hundred thousand followers on Instagram. That's nuts. Um, they appear to have had success with their dojo staking uh, and their quests. Although there are questions uh, about the kind of long term North Star uh, feature in the collection. Easy. Chimpers at 0.6 Ethereum. Are you buying, selling, or sending it to zero? I like the chart on Chimpers right here, to be honest. I'm, pro I'm a buyer. I'm a buyer. It looks to have bottomed out when you actually look at the chart. Uh, actually, yesterday, the 20, actually four days ago, sorry, 25th, 24th, looks to have bottomed out right around half an ETH and shown some very good signs of support up over 20% off that right now. And uh, I mean, it's only been trending down over the last 30 days from almost an ETH, which That's seems, insane. say that again. I think from mint, it may, like on the mint day, it was that they were like four ETH. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the 30 day chart though. So I mean, okay. like for me, yeah. that looks good. You have about 200 of these listed, which is not a ton. A lot of them staked right now, uh, and yeah, I mean, this feels good here to be honest. Top bid bid spread is really small on it. So I mean, from like a pure standpoint like that, it looks really good from trading technicals. But then also their reach is growing rapidly. And like I've like been very interested in them because of the beans, because of the pudgy social brands, and they've done a very good job with their ability to market and get interest from that perspective. Fantastic. And I mean, I know Signal knows a lot about, and that's a buy call, officially a buy call from uh, Easy here. Signal, what do you make of Chimpers here? 
I've always been a fan of Chimpers. Honestly, do you, uh, I don't know if you remember these guys, but we had the alpha. If you were listening to the Nifty Porter Morning Show, uh, Misa and Harriman came on when these were at 0.15 and was like, this is alpha, this is a buy. And I, I, like, I don't know if you bought, I bought, and it went all the way up to like three. Some of the Chimpers were going for like four ETH at the time. So, uh, and, and since then, the team have just continued to build. If you talk to the people, if you talk to people who know the team, people always speak well about them. Um, uh, Clemente uh, brings up a great point about um, com uh, comping them to beans and to pudgies on Web2 and seeing those numbers. They're growing very well. They're going to be shipping their uh, third game as well. The price right now is down at 0.6. If you look at some of the bigger influential accounts who like them a lot, like D Farmer, uh, a couple of other big names like Chimpers as well. Uh, also, a friend of the show, B Check, he writes about them all the time. He's a good account to follow if you want to know what's happening with Chimpers. This team is building. I think they're a little bit underrated, to be honest. But they're one of those teams that I think are going to, like, when the next ball comes along, their effort and their work, you're going to see it pay off. So I'm a fan of Chimpers. I think they're, I think at point six they look interesting. Um, I, another buy call here. Uh, Kicks, Clemente, Bunny, anybody on Chimpers here? I'm, I'm holding my liquidity for, for some new stuff. I'm a, I'm a big, you know, new stuff, new narrative, uh, pumperoni kind of guy. So I'm going to sit on the sidelines for most of this stuff and, and, and wait. I wish them, you know, the best of luck. I already got enough bags of uh, like existing projects. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's just, you know, it, who knows? You know, you get a Pixelmon kind of recovery on on some of these things, which is like a great trade. But for me, I just think, you know, just where the market is right now, there's it's there's so many projects, such little liquidity. I think a lot of liquidity concentration is going to be on the new stuff. So I'm just going to sit on my hands. Fair, Nick. You were laughing. Any any input here? Is, <clears throat> my version of this show is just going to be called "Send It to Zero <laughs> with Nifty Nick," and it's going to be like literally me just being like, "Yep, that project going to zero. Well, but you were in the—I think you were in the restroom or wherever you were while we were discussing it. Thanks uh, to Chimpers. Okay, two hundred thousand Instagram followers broke three million views on an Instagram post, and I just looked at their like further before like previous weeks they have a video of 22 million views on instagram i mean it's impressive how's that working out for him <laughs> bunny the king of what does it do for the nfc <laughs> the head of ip at the nifty i i will say with with this one though the the thing like my only hang up with it and like part of the reason why i bought a beans was i'm like hey like they're building something like they're but i just see with pudgy penguins and uh and beans there's a clear like top of the funnel and where that funnel can go to right beans have their their collaboration with line friends pudgy penguins have the toys and the merch that they can sell from that top of the funnel eventually convert them my only hang up with chimpers is like, okay, where does this top of the funnel, where is it leading to? And that's the only hang up that I have here. But it is incredibly cool to see the, like I, I saw this account grow from like less than 10,000 followers to now 200,000. It's been cool to see that go down. But that's my only hang up with it, is like, where do they go from here? I think that's good insight. Look, we're going to see what this social media strength converts to. Nick, any closing thoughts on chimpers? 
Nice. Well, for the record, that was for these three collections. It was actually from Easy, a buy on Artifact, a sell on Ravendale, Artifact Animus Egg, by the way, a sell on Ravendale, and a buy on Chimpers at 0.68. We will have to see uh, how this plays out. Ladies and gentlemen, that was buy, sell, or send it to zero. One more shout out to our sponsor for today's segment. Uh, so imagine being able to tap into the true value of your NFT collections and create new possibilities for collaboration in the space. That's what segments lock and key model enables you to do. By locking your NFTs in segments, smart contract, and creating those access keys you've been hearing me talk about through ERC-1155 tokens, you can share ownership with others, you can delegate utility, and you can even access liquidity from your previously illiquid assets. But we know security is of paramount importance. It's just as important as, as accessibility. And that's why Segment's platform is designed with top-notch security and asset custody at the forefront. You can trust that your digital assets are safe and secure and still be able to unlock those new possibilities and features. So don't let your NFTs collect virtual dust. Check out Segment.io. That's S-E-G-M-I-N-T.io. And sign up for Segment's beta to discover the future of NFT asset sharing. All listeners, listeners who join the Discord right now will receive a special role for being part of the listenership of this show. Check out the pinned tweet at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time each and every week. We will be back next week with free NFTs too. So everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and have a great weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next time.